Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Ahoy ahoy. <laughs> we talk about horror movies and that means that this is a special day because it is the 1st of October and mm-hmm. that means that it is the beginning of the Octoberthon 2019 where we are aiming for 31 episodes in 31 days. Now admittedly that's including the four bonus <coughs> Patreon episodes so mm. you have to be a patron to get all 31. But mm-hmm. every day, an episode. Um, mm-hmm. So big thing. So I'll just I'll remind you a couple of things before we get into the movie that we're going to talk about in this episode. I just want to remind you of uh, the user submitted thing that we're doing. Uh, so twentieth of October is the deadline for you to send in your top fifty or top twenty five horror movies of all time, uh, which you can send to mftvquestions at gmail.com and make sure they're ranked in an order because depending on where the movies rank, they get a certain amount of points. And part of what we're going to do at the end of the month, two of the episodes is going to be a two-part results show uh, counting down uh, the top 50 horror movies of all time as voted for by you guys. So make sure you do that. That's mftvquestions at gmail.com uh, and do send them in. So uh, 20th October's deadline. Don't forget it. Uh, so yes, boom excellent all right um so where to begin creep show we're talking about creep show creep show is the opening movie of octoberthon 2019 uh which is super cool and exciting uh because obviously a tv show just launched now we have not had a chance to see it yet because we are recording this in the past before we get to that but that's why we chose creep show to be the opening movie this year and it's an anthology film of course but you know stephen king uh, who's also in it, but is based on Stephen King stories. So, this yeah, is the uh, yeah, written by Stephen King, directed by George Romero. Yeah, a winning combination, in yes. my opinion. <laughs> George Romero, of course, the director of uh, the Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, and Monkey Shines. Land of the Dead, <laughs> Monkey Shines. Uh, didn't he also do Martin? Was that him? Was that Romero? Yep, he did Martin. Yeah, yeah, was him. Martin. Uh, did he do that? <sighs> Was that movie The Crazies? That might have been him. Oh yeah, he did the original uh, Crazies. Yeah. yeah. Night Riders, um, The Dark Half. Oh, well, I've seen The Dark Half. Yeah. yeah. So another uh, King Romero uh, collaboration. I, I think they were like you know good friends. I think there's a, a few other King movies that Romero was uh, supposed to do that just you know ended up not working out. I, I could be wrong, but I think originally Romero might have been uh, in talks to do pet cemetery i think and then just ended up not working out but uh, i think it was like a few other projects that he was supposed to do don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery (laughs) i don't want to live my life again okay Uh, it's the best part of that movie is the song i'm I'm saying it right now Uh, it is a very good part (laughs) (laughs) so yeah uh, so there's five stories and yes there's five Uh, Plus, uh, yeah, five plus, like, the wraparound, if you count that. Yeah, as a wraparound, a little thing at the start and the end. Uh, but, yeah, there's five stories in Creepshow. Um, unlike some other movies, we can't really do a spoiler-free section beyond just giving our general opinion, which we'll do, but once we start talking about the plots, we kind of have to do each one on its own, so we can't really do spoiler-free yeah. sections for each one, but... Uh, so, just, basically, if you just say, like, the plot, it's kind of like a... It, it feels like a throwback to uh, kind of, like, old EC comics. Like, it's very, like, Tales from the Crypt that kind of... You yeah. know, all one-off stories, and in this case, they're kind of be, being told through almost like a, uh, what do you call it? Like through the lens of like a a, a horror comic book, and and there is like a very comic booky kind of feel to it. 
Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the wraparound sets up this kids get this horror comic that the dad wants to throw out, um, and that becomes kind of the setup of uh, the, the where the stories are coming from. So, um, and some of the stories do feel very Tales from the Crypt. There's one or two of them that really felt Tales from the Crypty to me. Yeah. Uh, so you know we'll we'll get into that. I agree with that. So, uh, yeah. So I mean, I mean, I know the answer to this because you've you've mentioned that a lot. But uh, Tim, <laughs> Tim, do you enjoy Creep Show? Uh, I, I absolutely love this movie like honestly this is probably like top 10 horror movies for me i uh, i love a good anthology movie <laughs> top 10 i thought uh, i thought you were uh, going to say top 10 anthology movies and i was like that's, that's fair really top 10 horror movie. I'm like, oh okay <laughs> i mean you know it's uh i mean maybe uh, top 10 is like a little tough like it definitely top 20 for sure uh i i think maybe when we did like our official countdown before i want to say i might have had this maybe around the 12 13 ish uh area um but i don't don't know you know lists are fluid living beings so you know sometimes they change and evolve um but i mean this is very high up there for me i mean i love anthologies i love uh stephen king i love george romero uh i love comic books and like yeah just the idea of yeah kind of like marrying you know these uh you know two and you know to the point where yeah, you, like you'll get like comic book kind of like panels and effects like uh, throughout the, um, you know, stories. And um, I, I don't know, like I, I, now I I could be wrong here, but have you actually seen this before? Because I, I know I'd actually talked to like a, a, a decent amount of people who actually haven't watched this. I had seen this before. Uh, I, oh, okay. I've never seen the sequels, but I'd seen the first one before. Okay, because I, yeah, I know I had like a friend or something that actually had like never seen it, which I <laughs> I thought was like crazy. But like, <laughs> I uh, you've never seen Creep Show? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. It was like a, a staple show? for me. Like, <laughs> like growing up, it was like a like a you know one of those perennial movies that I would watch like uh, over and over again. I just really dug it, and it's like there there's a bit of cheesiness uh, to it. And, like, yeah, some stuff maybe people might think is kind of outdated, but it still really really works for me. I. <clears throat> I uh, I really really love it. It's a this is a great great movie. Um, okay. Maybe the, like the, there's one there's like the one story uh, I'll, I'll just say the last one I'm not like crazy about <clears throat> that story. Uh, I, I I think it's good, but I'm I'm not as fond of it uh, as I am with the other ones. Uh, oh, and like a lot of really good performances in this. Like this is this movie has like a lot of you know. Um, Who's the guy? It's got Ed Harris, uh, Ted Danson, uh, Leslie Nielsen, uh, Adrian Barbeau. Uh, oh, and um, I don't know if you know who plays uh, the young kid in the beginning, uh, but that's uh, a young Joe Hill. <laughs> uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, oh, and of course, uh, Tom Atkins. I can't forget him. Uh, so it's a star-studded cast. Yeah, and, but uh, it's, t- it's Tom Atkins without a mustache, which is not pete That's tom true. atkins i can't yeah. i can't accept this <laughs> yeah if there's yeah uh, unfortunately that is gonna dock my score a little bit but yeah. uh not too much but <laughs> uh, oh and uh tom savini i believe is in, in uh at the end too as uh, one of the trash men oh you're right no uh, you're right i i yeah. recognized them when i watched this the other night you're right um yeah i i don't like this as much as you do but i do i do enjoy it quite a Get bit uh, i i actually agree the last story is the worst one in fact the last story, I have to admit, I'm sitting here thinking about it. I, I barely remember it right now. Like, I'm trying... I remember what it looked like. I'm trying to remember what yeah. the actual plot of it was in my head right now, and I can't do it. I so, mean, it's essentially like a 
cockroaches are gross <laughs> in yeah the movie. yeah or, when, or when we get there thing. like yeah. you know i'm gonna let you carry the the plot synopsis of that one i think yeah. but um so no it's, it's, it's a pretty solid anthology i think there's two stories in particular for me that stand out as being quite good and there's a couple of okay ones and then the last one's kind of shitty um which yeah. for, for me kind of puts into kind of a similar kind of like is any anthology i like it tends to be that kind of ratio it's kind of like oh i'll, I'll really like about a third of it i'll i think a third of it's not bad and then there'll be a third that's like eh. uh, yeah. <laughs> like you know that, that tends to be my ratio for anthologies uh yeah. so i like you say there's an interesting cast in here um it does have a nice kind of like self-aware sense of humor to it it's not taking itself super seriously which is part of why it feels a little bit like tales from the crypt it has that same kind of yeah. uh vibe um one story in particular really feels like a Tales from the Crypt episode. Uh, and it is one of the good ones, to be fair. Um, but all uh, that said, though, Tales from the Crypt got so bad towards the end, and we just finished that a couple <laughs> months ago, that like, I was like, no, don't make me think of Tales from the Crypt. Stop it. Stop with this comic book nonsense. Yeah. I don't want to think of Tales from the Crypt. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> yesterday my wife asked me, she was like, are you still doing the Tales from the Crypt episodes? I was like, no, we finished. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're all there for her to binge if she wants to watch them. Just, just yeah. FYI, <laughs> you can give her a link to the playlist, Timmy. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I felt bad that we, we got a comment on uh, like the last episode or whatever it was, saying, "Hey, love these reviews, but you missed an episode." And I was like, "What? We did what? Oh no! I, oh no!" <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, episode four of season seven. Like, it's not, it's not here. Like, could you do that just so you've done the whole thing?" And then I was like, we didn't skip any episodes. And it turned out, what had happened is I just forgot to add it to the playlist. Like, so we'd done oh, it. It was okay. on YouTube. It just wasn't in the playlist. So I, obviously I added it in so that it's there now. But I was Oof. like, oh, oh, I almost thought we had to do one more. I was like, oh. I mean, that would have been like its own, like Tales from the Crypt-esque ending where like you think you're safe and then all of a sudden I'm like, no. <laughs> it came back from beyond the grave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we still have to do the rest of the movies though, admittedly, from, from after the show. Uh... At some point. Honestly, I well, I don't, I don't know if well, if we have any uh, open spaces in October, I would love to fit uh, the first one in because uh, that would be a really fun movie. Maybe you haven't seen the Demon Knight, right? Nope. Maybe maybe that's a movie I was thinking of that you haven't seen. Cause, yeah, uh, that's, uh, yeah. Well, we should try to do that soon at some point. Uh, I'd be really excited to talk about that. Um, hey, we can. One, we, if we want to hit thirty-two episodes, Tim, we can try. I'm not going to make any promises, but we can try. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know if it wasn't uh if we still had more time to bank some episodes and then if it wasn't going to be like uh i'm expecting especially end of september early october is going to be pretty busy for me but uh we'll see who knows who knows uh one um you know non-spoiler thing i uh, i I do want to also just mention real quick uh you know before we go into spoilers is uh i love the music in this i think the music is really well um it fits it um you know, again, it's that kind of like, you know, it's like a little cheesy-ish, um, you know, uh, but it it has that kind of, um, you know, schlocky like uh, horror kind of EC comic book vibe uh, to it that you know fits really well with it. Yeah, no, Creepshow uh, is a fun movie. It's a fun movie. I, I don't quite hold it in the same regard that, that you do. I don't have it up in the sort of upper you know echelon of. Uh, like the horror <laughs> genre but I, I think it's a solid anthology um and yeah it's, it is uh it is it's good uh so with that said uh we should you know start talking about the stories themselves 
so we'll give the spoiler warning here. I think it's worth doing. Um, I will just briefly mention, usually I like this being more in the middle, but obviously because it's an anthology, we're doing this quite early. But just before we go into the spoilers, go to patreon.com slash TV uh, and maybe if you'd be willing to support us for as little as $1 per month and you get a bonus episode of Screams After Midnight every month. It's exclusive to Patreon. Um, you actually get four of them in October because it's October. It's the October thought it's special. You get the entire Wishmaster franchise. Uh, so you can go and check those out. But uh, we are going to dive in to to the uh, the stories here. So the first one, uh, not going the wraparound, which is basically just what I said. It's a kid with a horror comic and the dad's like, no, you are not re- yeah. you're reading this crap. Uh, kind of thing. And then, I, I do like that uh, it is kind of like, you know, the, the dad is so overdramatic. And then uh, <clears throat> I like that the kid like seems like really evil. Like it, it's not like a, you know, G shucks like kid who's like doesn't know right from wrong. Like he seems like, nah, like I, I want to worship this like ghoul creature and like torture <laughs> my dad. Who, um, y- you know, he's not really like too uh you know like talky like the crypt keeper but you do get introduced to the creep who's kind of like the the host of you know these uh this comic book or whatever but uh i i like him and i'm interested to see i believe they're bringing him back for the show uh and i'm kind of interested to see what kind of role he's gonna play there yeah yeah so we uh we have fallow's day which is the first story <laughs> and this is uh Ed Harris, who's very young. Like, I mean, he's not yeah. like super young, but he's, the, he's probably the youngest I've ever seen him in this movie. Because uh, even when I, th- when I think of him from like the Abyss, that's from the end of the 80s. So this is this is younger Ed Harris. And uh, he is like, the new husband into this rich family. And they're telling him this story of this uh, crazy aunt who comes to comes comes every, uh, every year on Father's Day to go to the grave of her of her husband, uh, who was who, who was killed on the day of the tragedy of the, the father's oh, wait, day? Uh, wait, was it her husband or her father? Um, wasn't it her father who killed her yeah. husband? Was that, was that another thing? I, the the I always get confused about how the the family relations in this work. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, because I always like forget who's who. But um, yeah. I, I don't know. I I, I assume because he. Oh wait, wait. Are you are you talking about the guy that gets shot in the? Yeah, it's, uh, her, her yeah. Oh, her, her, her father kills her her husband or her. Oh, okay. Boyfriend. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I I was skipping ahead. I was thinking of the you know the, uh you know the <laughs> I want my Father's Day cake. I, I was thinking. Oh of no no no. no. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about the backstory here, which is the. Oh okay, sorry. Because uh, yeah. remember we get the little flashbacks where like, the, the the old man's like buying for his cake. He's like, I want my cake. Yeah, yeah. I want yeah. my cake. <laughs> we, we basically get a zombie who rises from the grave going, I want my cake. Where's yeah. my cake? Where's my cake? Because, um, yeah, cause when you boil it down to its simplest parts, all this really is is just building up a little bit of backstory. Um, Ed Harris uh, goes out to the, the grave and gets a, gets attacked by the zombie, and then the zombie comes into the house and, like, kills everyone, <laughs> basically. Yeah. That's, that's the gist yeah. of it. <laughs> Yeah, because you see the flashback that like, he he gets killed because he's like this old man. He's like he just wants his cake for Father's Day, and um, yeah, the daughter or whatever is like you know her busily trying to make it, but he keeps banging his cane and yelling, and like you know he obviously you get the idea that he's you know has been like an abusive parent or something, and, and she's just so fed up that you know she hits him in the back of the head and kills him. Uh, 
And then, you know, he comes back and gets his revenge. And then he eventually ends up getting his cake, which is, uh, I forget which character it is, but it's someone's head that, yeah. you know, he takes and puts candles on and everything. He also has telepathic <laughs> abilities, or sorry, telekinetic abilities, because he moves a, a tombstone onto yeah. Ed Harris's head just by looking at it. So that's worth mentioning. I always wonder, like, it seems to be moving so slow. I'm, I'm always like, oh, why doesn't he just get up out of the grave? Because he's, like, watching it, like, slowly move towards him. <laughs> yeah, he, he just kind of lies there and screams. It's a very sort of comical thing, but it kind of fits yeah. the tone of the movie, so it's just kind of... Uh, it's a, I feel like it's a little too hard to feel bad for anyone here because they seem like there's such, like, a, you know, rich piece of shit <laughs> family. Like, they all just are... <laughs> You know, they all just seem like they're constantly drunk and lying around, kind of like sniping at people. Yeah, there's the, I mean, they give them enough character. Like you know, when it when it starts, uh, like the 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 brother of the family is like, uh, don't worry, they're, they're just making sure that you're, uh, you know, not a, a gold digger like my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just there's a lot of jokes like that. It just kind of sets it up. Um, the, the zombie effects uh, fun. The the like the. The flashback to him, the old man's pretty funny, and I, I did genuinely get a kick out of like the zombie just chanting that he wants his cake, uh, yeah. <laughs> because uh, it basically became a thing like throughout the rest of the movie. Because when I was watching it, where I just keep joking constantly about people wanting their cake, uh, he wants his cake and eat it too. Yeah, <laughs> and then like this is a a great one like for any time you see like any horror person like having like an anniversary or something or like even on like father's day like i always see like lots of like you know pictures and gifts of uh you know him holding uh the head cake and stuff it's a it's a great image uh you know whenever you're celebrating any kind of horror uh, milestone oh sure i can't argue with that it's a very simple story though like i, I think this, yeah. this may actually be quite a quick discussion because i feel like some of the stories are very simple they're just, they're just kind of you know sure yeah um and, and this one kind of relies on the fun zombie makeup and the actors to kind of sell it um so it's not one of the strongest stories i think in the movie it, it's it's very it's, it's fun and it, it does does the job yeah um but that's kind of how i feel about it uh, the second story is the lonesome death of jordy varel yeah <laughs> uh, in which a piece of kryptonite lands uh behind a farm <laughs> and stephen king uh goes out to check it. he's a farmer and this this story is basically he touches the green goo from the meteorite, and there's there's these weird flashes when he thinks, oh maybe I can sell this meteor meteor meteorite uh, for high profit, and it, it flashes to like him sitting there and there's like a scientist looking at it, like a curator going, oh this is worth you know three hundred dollars, like that's all your that that's what you think the peak of your your success is here is three hundred. Well, it's this is so funny because like it's uh yeah he's obviously like such a poor farmer and and sure like i guess you know money was a, a little different back then but still you think if you have this like crazy rare specimen that yeah you would be wanting like thousands or millions of dollars but i love in his fantasy he's asking for 200 like and even the scientist is kind of cheap and is like uh how about 50 dollars like nope 200 it's uh it's really great (laughs) 200 big ones and what i like later on though is that when stuff starts happening and he fantasizes about going to the doctor it's the same guy who played the 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 curator (laughs) dude who's playing the doctor now uh i like that little sort of that's probably my favorite part of the story actually those little flashes but uh, basically, he touches the green goo, and the has the, the, where he touched it. Uh, like he has like grass and like like weeds like growing from his fingers, 
and then anything yeah. else he touches also starts to grow foliage from uh, and then so i mean by the end of the story he's entirely he's basically a swamp thing and like the entire yeah. place is like covered and and stuff of course he does ultimately end the story by putting a shotgun and what used to be his head and pulling the trigger yeah. super sad <laughs> ending oh like, yeah uh especially like most of the movies like or most of like the stories uh usually have like shitty people on them so you don't feel as bad but like this guy just he seems like all right <laughs> he seems like you know a little bit of a you know like not super smart but other than that it's not like uh he doesn't seem mean or anything there's a little clash of tones for me in this one. I, I mean, I like it, but like he is like overacting so much. Like he's doing this like cartoony character. Like he's his facial reactions, the way he speaks, mm. everything's like a doy. You know, oh, yeah. get me some money from this here meteor, and then he'll he'll, yeah. he'll hit himself in the head. Like ah, oh, do I'm an idiot. Like yeah. he's very much that type of character. Yeah. But it ends with yeah. him committing suicide. It's like such a weird tonal <laughs> shift. It is really bizarre, and like, and obviously, like, I'm a huge Stephen King fan, so like, I love seeing him here. And like, he's not the best actor, but like, I love seeing him act anytime, just because it, it delights me. Uh, and like, this one is like super cheesy, but I don't know it, it's so like over the top that it like works for me. Uh, and and I do think like, yeah, he is really overacting, and he's doing all these like, you know. Uh, like turns of phrase that you i feel like you wouldn't normally hear like someone like yeah slapping their head and be like oh jordy verrill you lunkhead you know yeah. like but it, it works in like the you know kind of the tone they're going for and then yeah maybe minus the abrupt suicide <laughs> ending <laughs> um, i also uh, i always want to talk about the fact that at one point the ghost of his father shows up to try and yeah. <laughs> convince him to not go in the bathtub because no no, no this parasite or whatever is once water this disease yeah. wants water uh but of course he goes in because he, he can't take it anymore he's he, he's yeah. getting too itchy he tries to like clean it off and of course that's just what makes it into like super foliage and everything just turns into <laughs> grass and yeah whatever and the, and the, I, I do like his fantasy like when he uh you know he he pours water on the meteor and it breaks and then uh i like he has this fantasy of him back in the doctor's office and the doctor's laughing at him like you think we're gonna pay money for a broken meteor like <laughs> Like you think it would still be worth something, but yeah, the value here isn't the the, the shape of it. The value here is the 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 unique alien properties that it yeah. has. If anything, <laughs> if anything, you could now sell it to two different people. You could you could make oh, that's true, twice yeah. as much money off of it. <laughs> oh dear, silly sausage he is. Uh, but that's the the lonesome death of Jordi Varel. Uh, that is a decent little story. Uh, bit yeah. goofy, but you know, fun. And, uh, I, I don't know too much about the original story, but I do think this is based on the color from outer space. Mm. Um, I, I don't know how, you know, how much of it is, but I think it is at least uh, somewhat related to it. Yeah. Actually, what's funny is that he's watching wrestling on TV and you can actually hear the commentator's Vince McMahon's voice, uh, which is funny oh, really? because I've never really watched wrestling from this era because this is like before, because this is 1980. So this is like before... Mm -hmm. WrestleMania, but I don't even think it was called the WWF at this point. I think it was a WWWF uh, <laughs> at this point. Oh. <laughs> um, but it was just funny hearing hearing Vince McMahon's voice and then even like recognizing Bob Backlund as one of the wrestlers. Just a really weird little touch, uh, just because it's like pre what you think of as the start of modern wrestling. Um, yeah. Obviously, it was still a big thing, but it just it wasn't you know what everyone knows it as today. Um, but anyway, uh, so the third story is called Something to Tide You Over. That's a very witty title for this story. Uh, and 
I have to I have to ask a question here. Did did were you ever sure exactly? Um like yeah, I, I, I guess, I guess it's the, I guess it's Liam, uh, not Liam Neeson, so Leslie Nielsen's wife, because uh, I, I was really unclear for a while if it was his wife or his daughter that he was upset about Ted Dance and Dane. Um, uh, I, I think I, I thought it was his wife. I think it's his wife, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, so it's so Leslie Nielsen comes over to Ted Danson and shows mm-hmm. him a tape of that he's, he's got Becky, his wife, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to have to come with him and he holds him at gunpoint and takes him to the beach makes him you know get into a, a hole that's been dug and like you know drag in sand so that he's he's up to his neck in sand and he's on the, yeah. on the shore and then brings out a tv and shows a live feed of the becky's doing the same thing further down the beach and you're seeing you know, the water coming in gradually until uh he will presumably be drowned and um, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of good dialogue here. There's a lot of like you know quipping uh, from Ted Danson and uh, Leslie Nielsen. And Leslie Nielsen, you're so used to him being a comedy comedy actor that seeing him doing this sinister role is kind of fun. Uh, yeah. Watching him <laughs> play this kind of thing. Um, but this this is the one when I was saying there was one that's super tales from the crypt. This was the one that felt mm-hmm. so tales because this was like him doing this bad this bad person doing all this awful shit to people, and then the zombies are the people that he killed coming back and killing them at the end of the yeah. story. Um, I will say it's a little bit weird though that both this and the first story both end with zombies coming back yeah. <laughs> and coming to the house. That is a little bit strange. Uh, mm-hmm. I do like him watching on his monitors though, and like watching it and like just gleefully being like, "Oh, I'm killing people. This is great." And he's yeah. got a lot of VHS tapes that suggest that he's done this before. Like this is not the first people he's done this to. Like he he likes doing this. Uh, yeah, it, it seems very specific, especially like the fact that he does it to both people. Like it's not like. Yeah, you know, he just wants to kill him, like, and um, because you think you would, yeah, maybe one different ways or something. But it seems like he has like maybe a specific thing about the ocean, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I like the way he kind of, you know, describes it because it seems like he's kind of, you know, almost giving them a little bit of a chance, like he's saying, like, hey, you know, if you can calm yourself and hold your breath real long, like, you just might be able to, mm. uh, you know, survive it. Like, I, I like the way he's kind of toying with them a little bit. Yeah. So, I- feels very sinister <laughs> yes yeah, so, and it's also fun to see him like get scared when the zombies are coming for him and he's like trying to barricade himself yeah. in and all the rest of it yeah. so no it's and then it's good yeah and, that, and i like the end with him too where he's like uh he, yeah he's like almost like deranged at that point he's like well, i can hold my breath a long time <laughs> it's like well <laughs> you're you're definitely gonna die <laughs> but yeah uh, and they don't just like strangle him or something like that. They actually bury him in the sand, mm-hmm. just like they did. He did to them. Yeah. So it ends with him in the same situation. So again, it's super tales from the. It's, it's, it's like the comeuppance of the awful person. Like it's yeah. very much that. Uh, so no, I actually like, really like this one. I, I think this one has the right kind of twisted sense of humor. Uh, but what it really has is two good actors really playing off of each other, yeah. uh, which really makes it work. And, and especially cool, like seeing them, um, like uh, yeah, like I, I think even like Ted Danson, you know really usually think of him in horror movies but i was like oh he was like really good in this and uh and it's so interesting like seeing him so young like you know obviously you know you know seeing him like uh you know on like cheers and stuff but at this point now you know know more for stuff like curb and the good place where you know you, you just kind of think of him with that like you know white waft of hair sure yeah. uh, <laughs> and so it's, it's funny seeing him like oh yeah he was like a, a young guy once yeah, it's only a couple of years before the start of Cheers, actually. So it's right before he, he did yeah. that. Uh, but no, it's it's, it's cool. Um, no, it's a fun one. I do I do I do like that one quite a bit. Um, something yeah. to tide you over. 
the third or sorry the fourth story is the crate and this is actually easily the longest story in the movie that this one like because the movie's two hours long and this one is like 45 to 50 minutes of the runtime it is actually a really long story which is not yeah. to complain because i actually ended up really liking this one <laughs> so yeah and i mean spoiler alert i'd probably say this is like my favorite uh you know if i had to pick one yeah. I, I really like this one it may be mine um <laughs> And what I like about it is that it really spends time building its character. So when it eventually gets to the point yeah. where like there's sort of twist, because it's basically there's a um, there's like a, a crate that's found under like the stairs in this like university, and it's like got this deranged monkey in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I forget where I heard this from, but I always was under the impression it was supposed to be the abominable snowman, which like it, right. it doesn't look how you would normally think it, but I do think there is something like it might say himalayas on it or something like that but i uh, know it says arctic arctic expedition arctic oh okay sorry yeah uh but i mean essentially yeah it just looks like a like a, a weird monkey with like sharp teeth <laughs> yeah it's apparently been under there since 1834 that's that's when that's the date that's on it is 1834 uh <laughs> so anyway, we're interested at the party to like you know adrian barbaro uh who's the wife of like one of the, the professors and uh, there's two professors and one of them like goes to find the you know, he's, t- he's told about this you know, from from the janitor or whatever, and he goes to find it, and you know, we get this bit of an attack, and it's you know, it's him like dodging and running and all the rest of it, and ultimately, you know, it gets very bloody, and the thing that like, kills some people, and he he calls in the other guy, like the, the husband of the of Adrian Barbaro, and he comes in and like sees what's happened, and like obviously, it's like, oh, this is going to be suspicious. There's been like a there's been like a a, a murder essentially, and. He comes in and he actually starts mopping up the crime scene, and it's like, why is he mm. doing this? Why is he doing all this? Because one of the running things throughout this this the story is that he keeps uh, he keeps fantasizing about different ways that he can kill his wife. Because right. she's awful. Adrian Barbaro does a great performance in this because she is just the most contemptible, annoying, nagging person the entire time. Yeah. She belittles him at every chance she gets. She's like, uh, she's like always drinking. Like she's always. Uh, yeah, just like constantly nagging him and putting him down, and uh, I don't know. I, I think maybe I kind of got the sense that like uh, it seems like maybe she might like flirt with other people too or mm. something. And uh, but yeah, just like a really just always like drunk and boisterous and like really like a you know an awful person. Like I mean, I mean to, to be fair, you know, <laughs> doesn't mean you should feed her to uh this weird uh crate creature but uh they do definitely set up a good job though of her being like uh horrible well no it's the reason why it works is because it's, it's just it's the sense of humor in this is just right that it doesn't matter that it yeah. doesn't, it's not really justifiable it's just kind of funny sure, yeah. because <laughs> you can kind of see when he gets the id because he's taking her to the the you know back to the thing because he's, he's got the he's got the, the the monkey or the ape back in its cage mm-hmm. and he he's like hey like go and look in here and he like lures her in, and you know it leads to her death. And he goes and he goes and dumps the 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 crate somewhere. But we see at the end that it's gotten out. But he actually goes yeah. back to the other professor who's been staying at his place, because he's like in shock for everything that he's seen and mm-hmm. what's happened. And he's like, "Yep, everything's fine. <laughs> like everything's yeah. been dealt with." So he kind of gets his happy ending, which is really weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. But that that is the the gist of this. Uh, of this story but it does take a long time because they spend quite a long time at the party building up her and building up the two professors yeah. and then the suspense of the actual like monster like attacking and running around the the, mm-hmm. the building so 
Yeah, it's a really great like a uh, yeah idea, and then yeah the 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 building they do on it just really serves it, and then the, yeah the creature like is uh, you know like the the look of it, and but I feel like yeah they don't overdo it like you know they just show you kind of little bits and pieces here, but it really builds up uh, you know the idea that you know there's something dangerous and scary uh, in this crate. And um, yeah, and I'm excited to see uh, Adrian Barbo back. Uh, you know, she's going to be in the series. Um, that's true. Which, uh, so that should be cool. That is true. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's just a fun one. It's, it's a fun one. Mm-hmm. It's the dark sense of humor where it's like, oh, I finally found a way to get away with killing mm-hmm. my wife. Because uh, a lot of flashes he has where he imagines, like, just, you know, like, you know, <laughs> shooting her or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all that stuff is really funny. And again, a very dark way. So. Uh, it's a really nice little fun mm-hmm. story, uh, which leads us yeah. to and the. Again, oh. oh, it was just uh, yeah. I guess we haven't really talked about it that much, but uh, like uh, again, they use like a lot of comic book effects and like um, so. I think there's like some really cool stuff like that they do with like colors and like you know when the the creatures appear that it just um, you know it gives it like this really interesting uh yeah. like, visual style. Yeah, often it. when there's like a flashback to something, there'll be like a border, there'll be like a comic book style yeah. border around it or something like that. Yeah, um, and uh. And I like, especially with the crate, I liked a lot of like the lighting stuff. Like there's always, um, like I think, uh, you know, like when they're in the school and I think at when like the creature pops out, they did like some, you know, these kind of like red glow, uh, lights I thought looked really cool. Yeah. I had a good look to it. I agree. Yeah. Uh, which does lead us unfortunately to the weakest story, which is they're creeping up on you, <laughs> which is a, yeah. a, what's the, what's the word here? Mesophobia, if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, where he is terrified of cockroaches and possibly more than that, but definitely cockroaches. Yeah, I, I always like honestly like when I think of the movie, I always even forget that like this one exists. Um, is it, it's just yeah, it's it, it's not a bad idea for the story because uh, basically um, I forget what the you know main guy's name, but it's like this you know rich older guy that obviously is a very 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 bad person. He's you know, uh, racist and, uh, you know, clearly, uh, you know, like, uh, has like some dirty, you know, business stuff. But, uh, so, uh, they do do a good job of like, you know, building up this like shitty character. Uh, so it is like satisfying, uh, you know, when you see the end, but I don't like the, the look of this one where it's like, he, he's living in this like weird like sterile you know like almost futuristic kind of room yeah it feels it feels uh, sci-fi almost the way it looks because it's, it's got yeah. like a it's, it's like a it's like a quarantined panic room where yeah. and the reason why everything happens is because it was like a blackout which uh like the defenses the the, the cockroach defense system <laughs> uh, goes down <laughs> And of course, they yeah. immediately just swarm him and eventually yeah. kill him, and you know they end up crawling out of his mouth and mm-hmm. everything else. And uh, there is like one line that I really like it, like it where uh, he, uh, so he had like an employee or something that uh, <clears throat> committed suicide, uh, I, I think, because he fired him. And then like the, I think it's the widow uh, is calling him on the phone and like, you know, telling him uh, how bad of a person he is and. You know, she hopes uh, that he rots in hell, and I just like he has he has this very like calm delivery where like he asks her like, "Oh, can you tell me who gave you uh, my personal phone number? I'd like to fire them, please." <laughs> and <it's> just <laughs> like so, there's a few like bits and pieces here and there that, that I thought were funny, uh, but like, yeah, overall, just I don't like the look of it. And like, there's um, he's talking to like this maintenance worker, 
or whatever on the outside uh and like it, it, they do like you know this kind of weird effect where like he's looking in like a you know and it, it's kind of like a distorted lens uh kind of way and it's just a very i don't know it's just very odd the way it, it's filmed uh, it kind of feels like it doesn't really fit as well with the rest of the movie um yeah i don't necessarily it, mind the look if it was in something else it just feels out of place in this movie yeah and like uh, i i don't want to say that it's necessarily terrible like it's a fine story but you know like you said every anthology always has like a weaker one and yeah this definitely is it mm. yeah um so unfortunately yeah that, that's that's just kind of uh the, the the case with the final story and in the epilogue of course the dad ends up dead <laughs> because the kids get yeah. a voodoo doll <laughs> yeah yeah he sends away uh, yeah for a voodoo doll and yeah it just ends with him like poking him and uh, i think like a while back I, I may have taken like a screenshot or did a little video of this uh, and was uh posting that like on my wall just because the kid reminded me of me because he's just like stabbing this little doll saying that's what you get for taking away my comic books <laughs> like, it's like i can relate to this kid uh-huh yes unfortunately <laughs> you creepy bastard um yeah i mean it's, it's a fun movie uh overall i think yeah. i think i think the crate and something to tide you over are my two favorites and then yeah it, yeah if uh mm, yeah, it's a, it's a little hard. Uh, like if I had to rank them, I, I think the crate would definitely be my number one, and the you know cockroaches would definitely be the last. Uh, and then the middle is a little hard. I, I would probably go something to tide you over, then maybe Jordy Verrill, and then uh, Father's Day. Um, but I don't know. Sometimes depending on my mood, maybe might switch that up a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think everyone is uh, at least somewhat entertaining uh, in its own right, and the you know it's an interesting style. It's a cool concept. I, I think uh, you know the special effects look really good. You know, you got like that good '80s you know practical effects going on. I mean, um, you know, and to go along with the tone, you know, it, it does a good job of feeling pulpy pretty much the entire time. It always yeah, feels yeah. like. It, it, it never feels like it's getting malicious. It always feels like it's just it, the tongue's just slightly in its cheek. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah like th that's why like i don't know if it would work as well with people who maybe uh haven't grown up with it if they're watching it for the first time today like it might seem like a little cheesy or something but uh, again that's like what what they're going for it's like yeah no it is supposed to be yeah somewhat cheesy lurid kind of pulpy uh you know taste to it which uh, I, I really really love <laughs> yeah uh but then you have to read it to me so right. uh so I'm going to give it a really, really high score. Uh, it's, uh, and yeah, I didn't even mention, I also have the, uh, uh, comic book that they did of it. They, uh, Bernie Wrightson actually, uh, illustrated a, a whole comic book of this, uh, which they just re-released -re -re last year. So it should be easy to find. But if, uh, I mean, it's just the same exact stories, but you get really good Bernie Wrightson art. If anyone, uh, is into that, uh, don't know why I brought that up. <laughs> I was just thinking that I actually have quite a bit of creep show merchandise, so I was just thinking of that. Of course you do. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I really, really like this. I'm going to give it a, a nine. I think it's fantastic. Uh, I can't go perfect. <laughs> it, honestly, if it wasn't for that not really liking that last story, uh, if they replaced it with something a little better or maybe just cut it out uh, so it maybe moved a little faster, I'd probably even go higher than that. But um unfortunately that last story drags it down a bit for me so i'm just gonna go straight up nine but uh, again i really really love this <laughs> um yeah um 
I do not feel that strongly about Creepshow. I think it's a fun movie. <laughs> uh, I think a few of the stories are really good. The last one drags it down. Tom Atkins not having a mustache drags it down. And, <laughs> That's true. <fair. laughs> yeah. So I, I think for me, it is a really solid 7 out of 10. Okay. That's fine. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to upset Timmy, but you know, it's, it's got. I'd say you know, it's got two stories that are like, like solid dates. It's got a couple of sort of sevensies, really high sixties, and then it's got that yeah. last story, which is like, you know, like a four or something like that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, I would go with a seven overall. I think uh, for for the movie, uh, but that is Creep Show, uh, and that is uh, the first movie we we have done in this October thon of twenty nineteen, and we have thirty more episodes coming your way. Four of which are exclusive on Patreon dot com slash TV at the one dollar tier or up. So you can go check out those. That's the entire Wishmaster franchise, which will start going up uh, <laughs> uh, on the weekend. But yes, uh, so check out that. You can like and subscribe. You can let us know what you think of Creep Show in the comments below. <laughs> you can get us on Twitter at mailed. Uh, sorry. Well, you can get us at mailed underscore fuzz for mailed fuzz in general, mm-hmm. but you can get us specifically for Screams After Midnight at Screams Midnight. And uh, did we have some entertaining tweets on there? Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I just got a notification uh, during this very recording that uh, a tweet was liked, and I was like, I don't recognize this tweet. And it was because Tim tweeted out something about his recording and then liked it himself with his own account because Tim likes to do that from time to time. Hey, there's no rule against it. Uh, that's true. There's no rule. Uh, if you're proud of what you do, you should like it. <laughs> but you can check out Twitter. Uh, also, rate the podcast on your podcast app. You listen to the audio version or Apple Podcasts or whatever else because it does uh, get us in front of more audience uh, members because uh, it shows us out a little bit more. So go do that. Nice five-star review. But... Uh, yeah, so that is us, that, and this is the beginning of the Octoberthon, and it is worth mentioning, we don't have a date yet, but uh, at the time of recording, although we might have mentioned it on other stuff because we're recording this in advance, uh, but me and Tim are doing a one-off Streams After Midnight special towards the end of the month. Uh, we're going to watch a movie together uh, live on stream, and uh, we're going, and you know, when we announce the date, we announce what movie it's going to be, you know, you've got time to get the movie yourself, and we'll do a bit of Q&A as well. Um, so that's coming late in October. Uh, also remember to send in your top 50 or top 25 horror movies of all time to mftvquestions at gmail.com so we can do the results show of that at the end of the month uh, and make your votes count. Um, I think that's everything. I that's everything I need to tell you about. So that is us. So happy October, guys. Let's hopefully have a fun one and uh, we'll see you on the, the continuous countdown to Halloween uh 2019 so uh thank you very much keep watching scary movies especially this month and we will see you next time